Hello and welcome to Kyono Anime. I am Matt, this is Andrew, and this is a podcast where we're going to talk about anime we are currently watching. We're going to be starting from the beginning of any anime we watch on this show, so feel free to watch along with us or go on ahead and enjoy. Just like all your friends you've always tried to get into anime, or that friend who's always behind on what you're watching that you really want to talk about it with, we promise to catch up eventually. Without further ado, we're going to be starting today's episode off with Season 1, Episode 4 and 5 of Kometsu no Uyaiba, or Demon Slayer, for all y'all English viewers out there. Uh, Andrew, are you here? I am here. You're with us? Always. Always. Yeah. That's right, gotta love it. After two years of training with Sabuto and Makomo, Tanjiro is now ready to face the final selection. He must survive seven days on Mount Fujikasane. All right, now we can actually start the episode. Hey, we got there eventually. <laughs> you know, sometimes reads aren't perfect, and and we get started a little a little hairy. I mean, yeah, we were scrambling to write that, and perfect. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when I don't get the chance to read it over a few times before we start, and I'm looking over my notes. Obviously, instead. that was first try. Well, it was, clearly. (laughs) Anyway, starting off, getting the scene from last episode with no narration, the narration from Tanjiro not coming in, it was so, like, such a beautiful scene for me. Like, it had minimal animation because originally it was, like, it had that narration overlay. So it fit, but having just the natural sounds that would have taken place, like during a sword fight and stuff like that, oh my god! Like, like that hit so hard for me right before that intro. I was like, "Let's go!" I'm so excited for this episode now. Like, what did you think about that? Uh so that you're talking about specifically when he was standing in front of the boulder, correct? Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of almost silent. It, well, it, when when he was like it, it was the whole first scene of him of him having that from from episode three having that fight scene between uh him and uh Sabito. Oh yeah, no, the, it was gorgeous as we always say about the show. It was such like a it, it was a very relaxing moment. Uh, just I guess like because. Where it ended off, it was supposed to be like Tanjiro was elated that he cut through the boulder. And then we still get that where it's like most anime might have jumped to another scene, but it opens up on just that pure astonishment still. It was just, oh, man. I mean, I, I think I think that was more like Tanjiro not, not realizing what he had done uh, until well after. And that explanation of the whole thread thing. Yeah, I did write that down. It's a really interesting concept in swordsmanship. Um, I don't know if that's a kendo thing, but super interesting concept where it's like, you know, you're you're drawing a line with your sword, basically. He's like, I can see the opening and the line grows taut. All right, but let's not strike. That's let's not cool. forget about how he finds the string. He has to smell it out. I mean, he's got the super sniffer, so of course he has to. Well, that's what you do with thread. You sniff it. <laughs> a, little, a little whiff. Just give it a give it a whiff, <laughs> and, and you'll find the thread. I mean, what's the problem here? 
I mean, it makes sense for him, especially as a character, because I don't know if that's true for everybody else, but he's almost like that kind of character who's like, I can smell victory, I can sniff weakness, malice, etc. You know, that's just how he is as a person so far. Yeah, and then we got... Um, so I've decided, I came to the conclusion, Orokodaki's dad now. Yeah, he is father figure. Uh, no, like, straight, like... Well, he might be Tanjiro's dad. We don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, fair. I mean, that is just my opinion. But the conclusion that I've come to is that, you know, I will no longer call him Mr. Rokodaki. He's dad now. Rokodadki. Rokodadki. (laughs) (laughs) But I did find it kind of funny when, uh, well, that's not even really funny, but at the beginning... When it opened up on the boulder and he did do it, Urokodaki comes back and he's like, I didn't think you were going to be able to do this. Honestly, I was hoping you weren't going to be doing this. Yeah, him him being upset about it because he like doesn't want to go and, and see Tanjiro not return, which I think was like a, a nice little touching moment. And he hugs him. Yeah, which was shocking. I was like, whoa, this is not how this character has been at all. He hasn't been, like, cold and callous at all. No, that's why he's dad now. Because you have a little kid, and you need to teach him, and he needs to go through things in life. And now he's Proud become... Moment. Yeah, and now he's become, like, more of a man. And it's like, okay, well, now I can be me instead of just being a teacher. Which I think was a really sweet moment. And then and then immediately... Oh, wow, I cracked. Um, <laughs> and then... Immediately going into, like, Mr. Rogadaki. Sorry, Mr. Rodadkaki. That sounds so wrong. I'll never say <laughs> that again. Rodadki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dad. Um, and then dad cooking dinner for Tanjiro. Yeah, big surprise, like, feast. He's like, fill up, eat up. That was like, aw. He is literally now just, like, happy. But also he's like, to me, I was like, is this also kind of a... uh. I want to make sure he has at least one great meal before. Well, that's that was the thing for me. It immediately turned dark. Yeah, which is a kind of the the theme of the show. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's a regular occurrence, it seems. But uh, I just I loved those I loved those moments in the show because it really like sets that like there's there's very few and far between times that things are going to be happy. Yeah, and it's like this is just a brief respite before the next trial, the next occurrence for this character. So it's it's you know welcome. Oh, um, and yeah, also I like um, I like Tanjiro with the shorter hair. Yeah, I was gonna say I wrote he he cut his hair like I said, and you said was a spoiler. He he literally just <laughs> sitting there trimming his hair up. After yeah, dinner. but I I like it shorter. I like it longer. Really? I think he looks cool, and that is just because I like long hair. I used I think to have he, long hair. And you know it's what I think? Dope. I think he should have an axe. I mean, his hatchet's gone. It's upsetting. I know. Especially <laughs> where, like, down the line, you're like, he probably could have had a hatchet. I'm going to talk about that more. A little sidearm. I'm going to talk about that more about in the next episode. Maybe, maybe it wasn't for Demon. Maybe it was for some other jag that tried to, like, come across him. He's like, hatchet. <laughs> just have it. Like, why would no, you why get not? rid of that? It was a nice hatchet. It's versatile. It really I, is. I still don't. I still don't know why I would have gotten rid of it. I imagine it would have been like 
his lifelong tool to begin with. I mean, it should have been, and he could Did have it kept break? it. break? What happened to the hatchet? I think he just, didn't he just leave it? I think the last time we saw it, he just threw it into the tree. Yeah, and then and he the just left it in the tree. Head. Yeah, it was just, that was it, I think, after that. I don't remember if he grabbed it. I don't think it was a really big moment for him to go grab it afterwards. So It should have been. I mean. MVP forever. <laughs> but uh, we do get some interesting information from Uro Kodaki. Because he's telling Tanjiro uh, about how demons can gain spells and different physical traits depending on how many humans they have fed on. Yes, and no matter what, they will get stronger depending on that. He also mentions that Tanjiro will be able to smell... How many demons a demon uh, sorry, how many people a demon has eaten and I'm like gross. I that, don't wanna know that. Like <laughs> th does that mean Mr. Orokodaki can do that? Like he can smell the amount of demons that someone's eaten? Because that must smell awful. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it's kind of the he can smell malice and like evil intent. And maybe it's not an exact number, but it's like a Oh God! This was a lot. Is he, it is he like? Is it like tons? a? Is it like a smell of, like the strength gauge? You know what I mean? Or is it? Or is it like? No, I smell like seventy-two different types of blood. You know what I mean? I That's hope not. What's, it's got me curious. That as sounds all. like a lot of iron. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know I'm getting too into detail with it, but I want to know. Writers, tell me. Yeah, and then after that. He gets uh the mask that Urokodaki wears. Yeah, well, or well his not students his wear. His students wear them. Yeah, the he the says Kitsune. it has a warding the, spell the, on the it. The fox masks. Yeah, it says he says it has a warding spell and it's to keep them safe. Um, let's hope that's true. And then it kind of and then bam, dead kid reveal. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what was really sad, and it, this was on right what? before he left. For the uh, final selection, he was like, "Tell Sabito and Makomo that he's like I said hi or bye or whatever." And he was like, "How did you know their name?" Yeah, those kids. How? What? Those kids are dead. And, I mean, Tanjiro well, said it. Tanjiro doesn't know it though. Yeah, well, no, Tanjiro doesn't know it, but like Mister Arakadaki, he knows Mr. it. Arakadaki literally said it. He's like, "How do you know those kids' names? They're they're dead." Yeah, but he was saying it under his breath as he was running away. Right, well, he didn't say it to Tanjiro. Yeah, so it was just posed to us as viewers. And we were like, oh, no. Like, that that scene was just kind of sad because it's like... It he, was very sad because they had these, like, moments together that, like, I loved that character of, of at least Sabido. Like, I really wanted him to be in the show more. And we unfortunately find out about their demise later so but a kind of a flash forward tanjiro is nearing the final selection and you see a bunch of wisteria and it is drawn so beautifully i mean with the like slight glow that comes off of them and just the way each petal is put on the tree these 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 animators i they do so well and tanjiro makes it uh a observation saying that wisteria usually doesn't bloom around this time so he's kind of like i thought you know i wouldn't see this but we find out that the wisteria grows on this mountain specifically because 
it keeps demons at bay or locked in to where they are doing the final slide. Right. Uh, do you do you remember if those creepy ass twins um who look like dolls did they mention uh like does the demon slayer core like maintain the the flowers like is, is that so the reason why they're the there? flowers bloom there i believe all year round but the demons that are in this forest for the trial for the mountain uh are brought in by demon slayer core members and yeah, so I'm wondering if if the demon slayers are also the ones who are kind of like maintaining the uh, the tree coverage and being like, oh, like making sure that they bloom you around, making sure there's no holes for them to escape out yeah. of because yeah, like they're that. trapped essentially by them. Which and you can tell later. I don't want to spoil it, but they seem kind of manically frenzied for like feeding. Well, I mean, you know, that's the the explanation that we got in episode one, where it's like a starving demon will eat its own family members if it's starving. So it's like it makes sense that they'd be in some form of hysteria from being trapped in there. Yeah, I mean, they're not getting any food, so they're they're all starving essentially. Yeah. So that kind of shows you how this final selection is going to be rough. Um, but about that final selection. You must last seven days. That's right. I immediately thought of a game, uh, Seven Days to Die. (laughs) (laughs) That game's hilarious. (laughs) I like that's what it made me think of immediately. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like seven days where he has to fight demons. And oh, well, (laughs) this is kind of like a really messed up game. Oh, yeah. A messed up game, you know. Kind of a messed up scenario to be in it altogether. Um, but you find out, you know, that's what it is. It's filled with demons that were brought in here purely to test the metal of the new demon core candidates. I I just can't mention enough how much those twins creep me out. They are creepy and like but they off balance by the beautiful wisteria. Yeah, but also going going back to like your your talk about uh, animated eyes. Like dead eyes. Yeah. Doll, just, doll-like. Just, that's that's how I literally wrote, like describing them. They're like they look like dolls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm curious about that too. Like I'm wondering if they actually are, or it's just like, you know, they've been so messed up through years of being part of the Demon Slayer Corps. I mean, or they serve a special purpose. I guess. Like I don't know how human they are. Yeah, that's fair. Like they could be, there could be some other things at work here, like spirits. There could be very like, true lost souls. Very true. Well, then, then Tanjiro the... makes his makes his way into the forest along with the what twenty something other participants. You know what's funny? I was actually counting, trying to get like an exact oh, number, really? but different shots. Obviously, I could have been counting, but there's maybe roughly about twenty or so people there. Which, you know, is a good amount of numbers going into a trial that happens, I'm assuming, every year. Well, what surprised me is that no one stayed together. Yeah, no. It was like, immediately, like every... Solo dolo, everybody. Yeah, like, immediately, as soon as Tanjiro gets in the forest, he's alone. It's like, why? And he was uh, fighting just some low-level demons, and you're well, like... Well, in the first... I love, I love how, in the first five minutes, of course, Tanjiro's getting attacked. 
I mean, I feel like there's probably two kinds of uh, demons in there. They know probably where they enter from. So they're like camping for that fresh meat. Sure, that makes sense, yeah. And I would assume, well, if it was me, uh, it was be, I would have been like pack mentality. But yep. the thing is, like I said before, those demons seem to be kind of manically hungry. So they are fighting each other to get to the people first. Yeah, well, the whole uh, territory thing that they were talking about kind of interested me because that's something that we saw in episode two uh, where that demon, when they find, found the demon in the house on the hill and he was like, oh, like, what are you doing on my, this is my turf. Yeah, he was saying that to Nezuko, I think. Right, so it's like that's something that's synonymous with demons is that you have regions that they're attempting to control. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and, you know, of course, they want to get stronger. They want to be fed, obviously, like anybody. Uh, So they're all kind of chasing down Tanjiro, and we get one of those cool moments where he sees the thread on the two of them and, like, slices their head off with something called the Striking Tide. The water form animations look so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, I wish I could paint like that. Like, it just, it's amazing. <laughs> like, every single time I see it, I start drooling. It's a problem. And I think he was talking about the Nichirin swords. Yeah. Well, can he have a Nichirin axe, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, probably. If they really worked on forging those, just make one. They could. Do it. They could try. Well, here's the thing. He doesn't forge them. Right. Like, a special group forges them for them. Which is, you know. Well, is, is it is it a singular blacksmith, or is it a group? No, it, it's like a whole group organization that forges Demon Slayer Four Swords. Okay. Yeah. So just just little hatchet sidearm. Come on. Make it I'm just saying, it could happen. Make it happen. There's it can a, definitely happen. There's a bunch of guys. There's not all that many. But they're all, like, trained to do sword stuff. So maybe they'd be like, a hatchet? What? What's a fucking hatchet? <laughs> 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 I don't know. No, they'd probably be like, oh, that's beneath me because I trained for 15 years to be able to make swords. Because <laughs> it's, it's literally considered yeah. an art form in Japan. Like, th- one of their national treasures. I mean, that's why they have this whole organization to do it. I get, that makes sense. <laughs> so they're going to be like, we're not making anything else. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, then it happens. The big thing. The big thing. Ah, yes. That demon looks so cool to me. Like, with all the arms and everything. And for- gross, man. Just like, like as a evil entity, that thing is gross. <laughs> but like, there was, I remember this old, old anime that I watched when I was a kid that horrified me. Um, where um, this thing basically came out of a well and was eating everyone. And it was like an amalgamation creature. Like, it, it was so similar. Um,. To that, I, w- I don't know if that's like an oni in like Japanese mythos. Um, that kind of like it becomes this amalgamation of flesh and like groupings of people together. Uh, I'll have to look up the anime and we'll talk about that in the next filler episode. But uh, just like what an incredible like art style choice 
for for this demon and and really showing us that so many different kinds of demons exist now yeah and i think what was important about this specifically is they mentioned that you know they say how can this thing have survived so long on the mountain and it's like you know because everything on the mountain is starving so i'm assuming they have to keep bringing demons in there but i think he they said he was feeding on other demons I think to become even more like I thought he was and deformed. I thought he was saying that he had eaten over fifty like demon slayer candidates. He ate because who knows over how, fifty humans. Well, who knows how often the demon slayer selection happens? So they may just keep sending students in there. Yeah, but I think he says to have survived as long as he has, he's also eaten other demons. Okay, I didn't catch that. I th- I'm pretty sure he mentions this. We can double check that. But get in I'm, the comments. Yeah, you're lying to you. I'm pretty sure he said that's how because he's been on that mountain for, and we found out how many iterations of Uro Kodaki students, which would be a long time if they all trained even remotely as much as Tanjiro did. Well, I mean that was a. That was a cool scene and also my least favorite scene in the back back in the beginning. Um so really quick I'll cover what missed for me in this episode. It's that the uh since we already passed the scene, uh it's right in the beginning where they, they show all the candidates and it was cool to see that like obviously they had just been through a bunch as well. Like they must have just finished their training and went right to final selection. Um where like Tanjiro got a little bit of a respite beforehand. And, but I didn't like the fact that they were just like, oh, here are these people that you might see again because I'm giving them an extra seven seconds of screen time. And it's like, I don't like being teased that a character might be there in the future. I'd rather them be introduced to the show as they're introduced to the show, like as they come into the story. So it's kind of like that, uh, age-old thing in um, card game-based animes where it goes, look at how ridiculous the main character's hair is. Who's the main character amongst all these bland-ass motherfuckers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And it's that guy with 14 different points on his head and they're all different colors. It's clearly that guy. Well, there's a... a, uh, You know that, like, curl on the top of uh, the head? Oh, yeah. You know that what that means? No idea. Um, It typically means that so so it's a like trope in anime um i forget the name for it um but it's basically to like denote silly characters uh or like fun loving characters that's actually cool we can get into that more in a, in a filler episode yeah maybe sure. we'll talk about that in the next filler episode as well um but yeah no so like we kind of get the idea on how you were saying like they delay on a certain character on who more than likely we'll see again. Well, that's what I don't like. It's like also like the colorful kimonos and hair. Yeah, exactly. Like if they would have just panned across everyone and given everyone that was at the final selection, like explanation, like give a quick pan of everyone. Don't change the amount of time that someone's on screen because you're like, I like foreshadowing, but I don't like foreshadowing like that. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, it's kind of like that trope in anime, though, where you'll find out who your characters are, or maybe they'll have some importance in the future. Um, but, like, moving along from that, um, 
you know, like I said, we found out that um, against that crazy demon guy. Yeah, he had killed 14. Uh, thir- 13. 14. They, they said 14. Tanjiro uh, would be the 14th. Oh. Yeah, he said, I, I, wrote, I wrote that down because he said specifically he's eaten at least 50 and 13 of Orokodaki's students. And then he pointed to Tanjiro and was like, you'll be the 14th. Interesting. So, yeah, so if you kind of, if you do some, like, timeline math, that is a ton of candidates. Who knows? Because Sabito and Makomo apparently have fallen to this creature. Yeah, as he he explains exactly how he did it. Yeah. He ripped Makomo's limbs from limb, and he was fighting Sabito. His sword broke. And he smushed his head like a grape. Yeah, well, didn't he just punch it and it just popped? He, he reached out. Oh, he I grabbed think, it? And he grasped and crushed it. Oh, God. But yeah, his sword broke on contact with his thick neck. Yep, his um, very proudly thick neck. Which really isn't a neck. It's just a bunch of arms covering his neck. It's probably a tiny neck. He's probably got that toothpick neck. I feel like he had no neck. I feel like he was kind of like like smushed in. Yeah, well when he opened his mouth it was just the arms opened up. Mm-hmm. Uh so but I I love sure. I love their choice of voice voice actor for him. Well, again, I was watching the dub so you Oh, okay. Yeah, I I a didn't, different experience I didn't than get I do to watch time. I didn't get to watch the dub this time. Uh he did have a good one. He had one of those like sounding kind of oh like, okay see where where in japanese they kind of have this like like kind of voice where it's like uh uh how do i describe it like crazed but deliberate did he have like a wheeze to him not really a wheeze it was just the like intonation yeah i was like i i I'm watching it though, like I said, for the first time. And it's it's going well. Like they do make a lot of good choices. As I walked into you watching one of the episodes, I was like, Oh, I know the scene. They yeah. tried to mimic the sound as best they could. Okay. And like the energy for some of the uh scenes. Well, we'll talk about that for the next episode. Cause that's yeah, which was, it was that's just a cool little like tidbit oh, where yeah, it was like, sure. Oh, I heard it and I was like, Oh, I can see they tried to like match it. Which and is then- cool. And Tanjiro starts getting real mad. Very mad. Kind of like losing his cool a little bit. And I mean, uh, honestly, yeah, because he didn't know that they were dead. Yeah. He had no idea. And, and well, he's having that whole moment of like, while this is being explained to him, like, but ha- how is this possible? Like, I was just with them. Yep. It's like the immediate grief and confusion. And now he has to kind of like react and, you know, stay alive he's also trying to defend somebody right right he's saving that that kid who is uh well also you know i forgot to mention when he swallowed that first kid and he immediately started to grow that was an interesting thing because that shows us it's instant like the power scale upgrade right yeah yeah and being like oh like a demon will get bigger and stuff like a rokodaki explained before and then we have that quick cut back to Sabito being like, you know, your your breathing's off. You know, calm yourself down, Tanjiro. And I was just like, oh. Also, him and Makoma were having like a little side conversation. Like, do you think he can do it? Yeah. 
and he's you know they're kind of flashing back he's like your breathing's unstable and yeah and that's just, when tanjiro's rushing in got kind of a little bit crazed himself i was like oh man they're doing flashbacks to like where they are at the boulder because they're on the mountain with Arokodaki still yeah well and it might be like, it's like in the moment of it happening at the same time i feel and then we get that that great moment where he sees the thread well before that we get uh, that we get that really quick moment of the kid being like screw this i'm out of here oh yeah he just dips and, and leaves him well i think that was a really good way of like the storyteller the the writer showing like no not not all demon slayers are alike you're not going to have overly helpful people like tanjiro going around saving people they're going to try and save their own skin Deku, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> Deku, yeah. Tanjiro has the Deku My mindset. hero demon slayer. You know, he, he has that uh, Deku mentality where he runs at the danger and he puts himself as like a wall and essentially he saved that kid for the time being. You know, right, he is, like, he's, he's MC. Yeah, he, he's like, he I has. gotta help this guy and then he puts himself in harm's way and you're like, dude, no. Like, he, and then he just leaves and you're like, Okay, great. Well, imme- like immediately a thought in my head when Tanjiro was hiding behind the tree, like about to go save the guy, like scared out of his skin. I go, oh, like here comes overly helpful Tanjiro. <laughs> like, yeah, you knew he wasn't gonna just sit there. No, absolutely not. But then also, like, then he comes to that realization of now I have to be the one to kill this. I can't let this thing go around and take any more lives. After he gets punched out of the like way into a tree and that warding mask oh. then broke that warding mask did its job it saved oh, him from that blow but do you remember what the monster said he yes. said i have eaten the 13 of Orokodaki students and the way i can tell them is because of the mask yeah so he makes it a point so this guy's got some beef with Orokodaki. oh well we learned that Orokodaki was the one who put him there. We forgot to mention the. F- uh, oh no, we don't. We don't get that yet. <laughs> nope. But it's like there's apparent beef with Orokodaki and this demon. Yeah. Well, so he, he's he taking says, it out on all his students. He says Orokodaki is the one who put him there. So as revenge, he's killing every single one of his students that he can. So I'm like that, and he's like, I can tell. So the warding mask also is almost a death sentence. For any of those older students, and yeah, and then and then it shows off like the instant regeneration that oh. he has, uh, the uh, like that Tandra super smeller coming in handy, him leaping off the ground to dodge the blow that's coming from underground, which shocks him, uh, shocks the demon, and then we see Tandro's second superpower, his head made of iron. Oh, with the Where he just straight up headbutts the hand that's coming for him. Yeah, Tanjiro's got a thick skull. <laughs> like, I, well, at least we know, even if he does get a hold, I doubt he's going to break it. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of one of those guys. I think he's just literally got a tough head. And I know, I'm making, I'm he's making, one of those characters. That... I'm making really light of it, but this was like a really tense scene of like Tanjiro almost getting killed. And then like that whole headbutt thing coming in handy and him swatting a hand away with his forehead. Yeah, but I mean, it creates that opening. You see that thread, and then 
he cuts through this guy's very thick neck, which he says in his last moment, where he's just like, oh, it's fine. His sword will break, and then I'll just do what I did to the other one. Yeah. To I him. mean, I think the the water surface slash is my favorite uh, technique that I've seen from Tanjiro so far. Ah, yeah. Gorgeous. Like, it's it's simple yet elegant. Like, it's horrible in actual swordplay. Because you don't, like, you don't want to do a mid-swing because it leaves both your top and bottom exposed. Um, so, you know, sword fighting, you don't want to do that. But it looks so good in animation. Like, it makes him look like such a badass. Yeah, but then, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of just fades after that. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's still kind of mid-air falling. And decapitation happens. And you're like, ooh. And he's using an Ishirin sword. So that should be endgame. Yeah. And and in fact, it is. You know, his body starts to waste away. He can't believe it. And then we have this touching moment of, like, Tanjiro looking back and having that like, look of pity. That was just, like, I felt that. You do see that in the next episode, though. You see that look of pity. And that just... Uh, like that that look yeah. hurt me i mean again tanjiro's a good boy and he has like the empathy for everything but i believe that is the episode as a whole of we've gone through yeah and that's it it cuts right there goes goes right into that sick outro oh yeah did you want to talk about, i mean you already talked about what missed for you yeah, I talked about what missed for me. I mean, my favorite scene was the the fight scene um and him like like getting to that point of like that quick back and forth between uh Sabato and Makomo and then cutting back to Tanjiro in that final moment and this is happening and them being like do you think he's going to be able to do it and it's like I don't know. But what I do know is that Tanjiro is the one who cut the biggest and the strongest boulder. Uh, so basically being like, uh, you know, I don't know, but I have faith in him. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite scene's not necessarily like a uh, an action scene. Sure. But it was more that um, embrace from Urokodaki after he cut the boulder. And then he's like goes right into the feast and everything with him. And it's kind of like that again, it feels that whole, Oh, I'm just so like happy, but sad for this outcome. You know, he's like, you did it. You're strong. You could probably pass the final selection, but I don't want you to because of everything that's happened to his past students, which he does not mention. And it's, and you're just like, you get that eerie level of, oh man, there's there's something else to him being like, celebrate, eat, enjoy, and you're like, it's because something bad's about to happen. Yeah. And I feel like that's my favorite scene because it leaves you kind of on the edge of your seat for the next part. Yeah, I, I, could, I could get behind that. What is your MVP for this episode? 
Okay. We can start with mine if you want. Yeah, please start with yours. I don't know if I have one yet. Okay. Well, I honestly... So, at first, I was like, oh, no. What 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 should the MVP be? And then, after thinking about it for, like, 30 seconds, I was like, oh, it's obvious. The mask. Because right. the mask saved him from, from that initial blow. If, if that mask wasn't there, that mask of warding. Because... What we know in anime is is if something works, it breaks after it happens. So Tanjiro got hit solidly. He's on the ground. The mask breaks. His brother wakes him up. So that mask of warding did its job. It made him successful in that battle. Otherwise, Tanjiro would have been done for on that on that first hit to the ribs. Okay. I got a weird one, I guess. And it's it's not like... Tell me it's the holy boulder. No, because the Damn. Holy Boulder was the last one. Damn you know, it. <laughs> you know, but I think what is kind of like an MVP, and it's like an overall MVP for, for I don't know how long it's been there, but I would say it's the Wisteria in that area. Ooh. It keeps demons at bay, and it also keeps them locked in for the trial. Ooh, so, that's, a, that's a good one. Like, you know, it's not necessarily like a moment, a thing, a person. It's, well, I mean, it is a thing, but. It was is kind of one of those things that it's like really cool to know that this has a secondary use and it's also being utilized for this purpose, this election. It's keeps demons in. Uh, and it's just like it was like a cool thing that you just could probably overlook, but I was like, no, that's I mean, that's unique. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that that's a really good point. Get in the comments. Let us know what your MVP is. Is it I mean, I mean. Also, who's right about this? Is it the mask or is it the wisteria? I I do like the <laughs> idea of the wisteria a lot, uh, but it also begs the question: Why don't demon hunters just go around planting wisteria everywhere, like in villages and well, places? Because like it'll that. die off season to season. Is it a seasonal plant? It's not perennial. Yeah, I remember in the beginning, Tundra is like, I didn't expect to see wisteria in this season. Yeah, like when but he it first doesn't, walked like, into it's a, that. It's grove. a tree. It doesn't. It doesn't die. Well, it doesn't bloom in certain seasons. Right. That that's pretty much what he says. But then in but bloom. then that would mean they would only need to protect people during a certain season but and it like would only everywhere. be like but then they could track them during the season where Wisteria is out because they couldn't be in cities. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense, but you know, they I'm don't do it. I'm a genius. They I've, don't do it. I, well, you know what? I've solved they the could. demon problem. You know, but here's the thing. Again, also like the whole world doesn't know about like the demon thing, like it's not a really known fact to just the normal. That's true. Except so for they're one, like, except <laughs> for one old man on a mountainside, they'd be like, "Why is the wisteria everywhere? I don't get it." <laughs> I love, I love how being like, uh, like there's some people that know, but but most people don't. And it's like I know it's probably the affected. I know the demon slayer core like keep. Like they're not part of the, they're not recognized by the government. Rather, um, oh, we also get a little bit. We also got a little bit of a, uh, like lore drop, uh, about how, the Edo period just passed. Because that demon was there for forty-seven years, and oh, he yeah. said he was put there during the Edo period, and now it's a new era. Oh, jeez. So now we have time. We have official time frame. That's actually cool. Because I was like. You know, we we play with it. We don't really know, and then yeah. But now it's like now it's definitive. Now it's known. Now it's known. Yeah. So like 
right after the Edo period. I forget the name of the period that we're in now. I'll find out. Uh, or get in the comments. Let me know. Yeah, if, if you're a history buff or something like that. So we may actually need to split this one into two episodes because we spent, uh, you know, 40-something minutes talking about uh, this first episode. Really? I didn't expect that. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I at all. But we will continue at least for a little bit longer. Um, that being said, go check out our Patreon Kiona anime slash Patreon. You get episodes one week early. We'll be doing some Q&As there, as well as some other content um, that you guys want to see from us. So let us know. Uh, also, before we get going, I just wanted to give a quick plug to Save Environmental, a great uh, little company who's doing things. Uh, they're working alongside Save the Sound to bring back eelgrass in our area, which, you know, the oceans are a really big part of our environment. And the fact that one uh, square acre of eelgrass produces about uh, something like 200 gallons of oxygen every day, uh, as well as locking up a whole bunch of CO2 from our atmosphere. So good stuff happening over there. You can check them out on saveenvironmental.org. Uh, there's also plenty of articles and stuff like that uh, that you can check out through Save the Sound and stuff like that. Good people doing good stuff. Always like to hear it. Do you have anything else to say about this wonderful, wonderful About episode? this one episode? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we talked about it for so long, genuinely. I, I didn't even look at the timestamps because I, I was thinking we were at like the 20-minute mark. Yeah, me too. I thought maybe we were rounding about 28-ish minutes or well, something. Well, that's what I mean. I knew I had a lot to talk about about this episode. Like, he, he has a second superpower. You know, he, he slays his first demon on his own. Um, he slays several demons on his own, I should say. Um, but, like, having that awesome moment, having uh, Sabuto and them show up and be a big part of the episode, having that Mr. Urokodaki scene in the beginning and everything like that, it just, there was so much that went on this episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, and I think we pretty much covered as as best we could when we were trying to stay within a certain time constraint, but... um. Well, we went a little overboard today. It's not that big of a deal. It happens. We got two episodes out of it. Maybe we'll we'll tell you what. As recompense, I will release both episodes of both episode uh, covering episode four and five of Demon Slayer or Kimetsu no Yaiba uh, on our Patreon. So you will have those episodes both one and two weeks early. Because uh, I'll release them at the same time, and then everyone else will get the episode as it comes out. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I feel like that that's fair. You get your episodes a week early or something like that, you know? It's well, pretty, we, we, already, we already release episodes a week early, but being that we're going to have to split this one up, uh, we'll go ahead and release both episodes on our Patreon. So, in other words, one episode will be one week early, and another episode will be two weeks early. And I, you can't beat that. You really can't. That's a, that's a good deal. I mean, you know, we're 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 looking for bargains here, right? <laughs> Am I right? I mean, in this Black Friday season when there were no deals. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. Thinking about it, 
Think of it. I, I was looking at stuff, and and there were very few things that were actually on sale that I would, by any means, buy. Right? No. <laughs> I it was it was so few and far between. I was really surprised. Yeah, it kind of fell off a few years back now, but I don't know. Maybe we'll get back to that. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for watching. Uh, go ahead and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash anime if you want to get episodes early. Ask us questions and interact with us. That's how you get to do it. Uh, thank you so much for watching, and until next time, enjoy watching.